0: I'm Jody Weitz, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes, to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to Your Spectacular Life. I am your life and professional coach, making sure that those areas in your life are no less than spectacular. I'm Jody Weitz, and I'm here with Lenita Mitchell Blackwell. Hi, Lenita. Hey, Jody. All right, it's great to have you on the show. I'm so looking forward to uh, getting to know you. And I appreciate being here. Thank you so much you're welcome let me tell you a little something about lenita lenita mitchell blackwell is the intuitive business coach who leads her clients to live life on fire for the ultimate successful life with peace joy and fulfillment lenita has built an award-winning law firm and publishing house is a number one best-selling author, CPA, and ordained New Thought Minister and recognized nationally as an outstanding leader. Based on her latest book, Lenita loves sharing the formula to the ultimate successful life with peace, joy, and fulfillment. Wow. You have got, you've got business covered. You've got the spiritual side covered. You've got the mindset side (laughs) covered. You're a CPA. I'm assuming also a lawyer because you have Esquire at the end of your name. I am. Wow. Lenita. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at you. You've got a big smile on your face. Tell me, have you always been This positive, I can do anything I want with my life and I will change it if given three minutes. (laughs) Actually, I have,
1: and I really have to thank my foundation. I have the most wonderful parents, Mm -hmm. loving family, Mm -hmm. great community support. So I've always been surrounded by people who said you can do anything you put your
0: mind to. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, uh, talk about lucky. So did you have any, even though, you know, you were hearing this from everyone, but that's very different than going out in the real world, especially when we're kids and we get all this negative self-talk. Oh, yes. how did you? Uh, did you get it, first of all? What was that like and how did you flip that around? So Jody, it's interesting you asked that because yes,
1: it was very difficult. Once I left school, I had to learn how to navigate the real world because (laughs) there were 12 years where all you had to do, all you had to do was (laughs) to to get a good grade. And for the most part, that's pretty objective, right? Um, This is the assignment. These are our expectations. You check those boxes off, you get A, B, C, D right? Yep. Um, but once you go out into the world, it flips, it becomes very subjective. Yeah. It is very much dependent upon whether the person likes you, whether they are feeling where you're going, whether they feel threatened by you and what you're trying to do in the world. And it took me a little while to really wrap my mind around that concept, because that's just not the environment in which I was raised. Um, and I had a choice. I had a fork in the road moment where I had to decide whether I wanted to be like everybody else and live my life according to quid pro quo,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or I was going to remember my upbringing and continue to serve from my heart. And that's actually where my first book came from. Um, it was called Leading Through Living, A Guide for Women Seeking Growth Through Leadership. Mm. And I was not getting mentored and developed at my company. Um, and so I looked into the community and I started serving with the Girl Scouts. I was a big brother, oh, it, oh, big sisters, <laughs> the big brothers, big sisters program. Oh. And, you know, I, I got active in my church and, That really made my heart sing, and it caught on to my vibe even when I went into work. And I started to gravitate toward more positive people, and it really helped me in my career.
0: That's great. You know, it it really sounds like, yeah, you know, you you were raised in this lovely, lovely, loving environment. And (laughs) then you went out and you said, huh not everybody is giving me the love back. What's up with that? And and you did make the choice. Now I'm assuming that, you know, it, it took some time for you to make the choice and put yourself out there to know I don't know how this group of people are going to accept me and certainly my my bosses haven't, you know, they've it sounded like they held you back. With leadership opportunities, with potential training, was that true? That is absolutely true. And it was very scary.
1: Um, The first job I had out of undergrad, the company was going through serious transition. Literally, I started on June 15th and on the 30th, they merged.
0: And,
1: And they called it a merger, but really they were swallowed up because their culture, their name, the logo, colors, the office, everything was changed over to the company they merged with. Mm-hmm. And so being new, I had 15 days of experience. So, <laughs> <laughs> <right? sighs> and, I, and I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, I've signed this lease on the apartment, mm-hmm. I have a car, you know? mm-hmm. and I have real big girl bills now. Mm-hmm. And of course, my, my parents were like, baby, don't worry, we've got you. But, you know, they worked so hard for me to be the person that I was and to be where I was. And I really wanted to stand on my two, on two feet. Mm-hmm. And so I, I decided here and in my heart that I was not going back mm-hmm. and that I would push through the struggle and the hardship. And it was struggle. It was hardship. Yeah. We had too many employees. And so that meant there were weeks where I had nothing to do. And so I decided to learn new skills. I taught myself graphic design. I Mm. taught myself how to build websites. And this was before we had these wonderful software (laughs) programs like Canva and Wix. I was building them straight with HTML coding.
0: Wow. Yes. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. And so I was able to do that with these nonprofit organizations that I was serving with and with one of them, one of the partners of the new firm was in a meeting and the person asked if they
0: knew me. Mm. So you got your name out there. Right.
1: And And that was not my, that was not my purpose. I had no idea that was going to happen, but it allowed that partner to know that this is somebody who should be here on our team in our firm. And so he started putting me on his jobs and people saw that I worked well with others, that Mm -hmm. I gave it all I had. And that's how I started working. And so there were colleagues of mine who were hired the same time that I did, who had more experience than I had. One of them actually already had his CPA license. And when it came time for the chop, I wasn't on the chop. But they were. uh Uh-oh. So
0: you essentially motivated yourself and took initiative and said, I'm gonna learn HTML, which is not easy by the no. way. <laughs> um, and you went ahead and forged forward with um, with again, giving yourself job skills now um, and aligning yourself with this other partner mm-hmm. And did did this person pave the way? Did they? Uh, tell you how to, you know, move through the politics of the company? Did, were they a mentor to you or did they just say, keep doing what you're doing and, and maybe you'll, you have my job one day or met you know, how did that go? It, there was never
1: a conversation, Jody. Mm. And I learned that there is a such thing as quiet mentorship. And, What By that term, I mean that there are people who are moving on your behalf, sometimes for their own reasons, and you're being benefited by it, and you just have to say thank you Mm. and take that opportunity for what it is. And sometimes it's the things that they're not saying that help you, because we never had a conversation. And as a matter of fact, I did not even know that that is what happened until later, after I I was at lunch years later and somebody told me that's how that happened for you. Mm, Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it really was. And as far as the politics, I was never good at office politics. Um, There was a book I read in undergrad called The Ropes to Skip and the Ropes to Know. It was required (laughs) reading for every freshman in the School of Business at FAMU. But it was really my personality. I was just there to work, to do well, to succeed, and so I didn't allow other things that were not directly aligned with those goals of mine to get in the way.
0: Mm. Great, you know, I'd never heard of the term "quiet mentorship," and um, that's um, that's very powerful. Where you know you can you can choose to get upset. To get angry, you know, my my boss or the guy I'm working with has never had a that conversation with me, or you can simply accept the gifts that have come your way by just observation. You being willing to be there for that person and do whatever it takes. Yeah, so I, yeah. I love the mindset on that. How you really flipped that around and said. All right, I'm moving forward. I'm I'm not I'm not going to let I'm not going to let this hold me up. Now you were you were at this firm now did you um and it, was it a law firm is that correct? Actually, it was an accounting
1: firm. An so accounting? Uh, okay. Yeah. I came out of undergrad and went straight into one of the larger um accounting firms in the world and um it, it was a rough time <laughs> because of the merger <laughs> yeah. and people being yeah. afraid for their jobs. True. And looking back on that, I have so much compassion for the people who were there. Um, I learned, Jody, that a person can be decent, but if they are afraid, then every horrible primal um characteristic will come out. And if you are the person standing in front of them, or they perceive Mm. that you are in their way, they will tear you you apart. And it's not personal because whoever is standing on that X is going to get it. Yeah. But that was a lesson that I learned early in my career. And so when I saw and see people behaving in a way that I suspect is not consistent with the person that they are, I know that it's something primal that has nothing to do with me. They're afraid. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that that is extremely compassionate because we have all been there. We have all mm-hmm. known that our safety net may be gone tomorrow. And it's it's easier to blame, or that's just the mindset that we're in, to say this person is responsible and and to to live those days that way where we really you know it has nothing to do with that person that person just happened to come along it may have another thing another uh, total reason but to understand that that person went through that is is great and uh you know it helps you to let go of again the resentment that we Mm -hmm. tend to carry around and that that blocks that blocks our ability to keep positive and to to keep moving again forward yes so what was your next step after that obviously it sounds like you either went out on your own or you went to another company or you wanted to grow in a different way so tell me about that transition
1: so that entire experience really forced me to go within and to figure out what I wanted to do because I didn't like accounting and I knew I didn't want to do that long term. And so now it was time to figure out exactly what the long-term plan is. And so it's one of the reasons I tell people I would not take anything my journey from my journey now. People ask me what are your regrets? I have none because they, Brought me into the person that I am today. And I decided that now was the time to go to law school. It was a childhood dream. Mm -hmm. And so I went to law school. And because of the experience I had prior, I knew that I did not want to work in a big firm. Mm -hmm. And so- that was clarifying because when all of my colleagues were looking for these summer associate positions that made huge money and were sweating about the job to get after graduation, I was not thinking about any of those things because I knew that at least half of the do- those jobs, that was a firm no for me, mm. for both myself and for them, <laughs> that wasn't going to fit. Um, and so I knew that there were certain skills that I needed to hone, one of them being sales and that my heart for service was there and I needed to really tap into that. And so I started working for a headhunter recruiting firm okay. and I,
0: yeah. And yeah. it was and you're a great people person. I just want to say that. Well,
1: thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I, and sense. I appreciate that. And it was a great learning experience. Um, I learned to not be afraid of the phone of making mm-hmm. the phone calls mm-hmm. or the emails and to really connect with people to figure out exactly what they want out of their careers and to connect with the hiring firms to figure out in your environment, let's not create some dreamland, okay? This is not, <laughs> <laughs> this is not happily ever after. <laughs> like seriously, who is the person is going to do well in this mm-hmm. space so we can make this match work? And we did. Mm. And it was special. It was spectacular. It was fun. And after doing that for a couple of years, I was ready to launch out and actually practice law. And so I did. Mm. I did.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah. That's and so I've great. had my. I've had my firm now for 16 years.
0: All right. Yeah. And, um, you know, who do you serve and what area of law?
1: So I serve people who are really looking to get their businesses off the ground and to bed. So I will incorporate a business, mm. set you up with your articles of incorporation, your governance, get your board together help you to administer, and I actually was going back and forth with a client before we got on today, helping her to navigate a um, dissolution.
0: Mm. And then
1: as far as the personal side, getting your business together, I also do estate planning. So wills, advanced directives, power of attorneys, trusts, conservatorships, and um, also residential real estate. So I have my fingers in a lot of pots. <laughs> <Thank you too.
0: laughs> I have a feeling that, uh, you, there is no challenge too small for you of, yeah, let's, let's jump out of business and go to estate planning now. <laughs> well, you know, Tony, no. they all run together. Yeah. You know, yeah. they do, Yeah, they do. And, and you're really what I'm, I'm really excited to talk you about, although I love the journey. I love what you've learned. <laughs> um, Is really the way you inspire people and that is a nice transition from what you do for people in business to their life and how they run their life and and what they're thinking and again I love the name of your your new book is you know ultimate successful life with peace joy and fulfillment When, and you know, I know you've written other books, but um, what brought about wanting to write this book? So
1: Eleanor Roosevelt has this quote that I love. The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. But Jody, I gotta ask, what happens when your dreams turn into nightmares? Mm Now I've shared with you that I've had a wonderful life. I've worked hard and I have had success because of it. But there came a place where I was addicted to it. And it got to the place where I had run myself absolutely ragged. Mm. My hair was breaking off. My nails were splitting. My Mm. skin had just degraded. And it was not until my six year old daughter at the time found me passed out in the middle of the floor from exhaustion that I knew I had to do something different.
0: Goodness.
1: Yeah. Because Instead of me tucking her in that night, I couldn't get up. And so she put her blanket from her bed and her pillow under my head and said, oh, good night, mommy, and kissed oh, me on the forehead.
0: Oh, yeah. you raised, raised a great six-year-old.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. But it also meant that I had to change if I was going to see her graduate from high school. Sure. And so I took the time to deconstruct my life and to figure out what is it that was pushing me to exhaustion. And it was that I was living someone else's definition of success. Mm. And that the rubric of that is I was trying to live this perfect life, checking off somebody else's boxes, do well in school, get a good job, work hard, make money. But I was never continuously happy. And we're all chasing joy, which is continuously happy, but you can't get it. If you're always looking externally to someone else's measurement. And yeah. so I had to create my own, I had to create an excellent life. And that's where the peace, joy and fulfillment came from. And so it's not that I don't like nice things. Of course, I like <laughs>
0: my home. and my car and we, I... we all do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: What I'm saying is that can't be the measure of your success.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you have to create your own. And Live life on fire is my exact blueprint of how I did that. Going into silence, giving the communications part of my brain a chance to rest, taking long walks, breathing and appreciating this moment right here, right now. Not always planning for tomorrow and looking for what next. What about now? Mm -hmm. Enjoying now, enjoying these moments with my child. we'll we'll be graduating high school in a couple of years, you know?
0: Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
1: And even being a better servant to my clients, these are the things that I talk about in my book and how to build that life.
0: And yeah, that's great that you, you again, made another choice and you said, all right, you know, what's working, what's not working? What do do I need more? of, What do I need less of? And made, you know, when I went forward with that. Now, you speak about five ways to live beyond happy. And I'm curious about what those are. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: So the first thing that you have to do is you have to decide that you don't want to be happy, you actually want to be joyful. Mm -hmm. And the difference between the two is happy is externally determined. So if the sun is out, I'm happy. If it's raining, I'm sad. But joyful is knowing that whether it's raining or it's sunshine, I am so grateful that I am alive to even appreciate these changes in the weather. So I determined that the weather has nothing to do with that. It is truly a gratitude well. Well, And it's somewhere and someplace that you can go no matter what is going on around you. Now, sometimes it's harder than others, (laughs) Jodi, to type into that.
0: Depending on who's in our environment, right?
1: (laughs) and what's going on in it, uh, being honest. But it doesn't mean that you can't. It just might mean that it takes more effort, right? Um, The second thing that you have to do is that you have to leave FOMO Mm -hmm. Right in the past, this Mm -hmm. fear of missing out Mm -hmm. at every point in your life, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And you denying that and being sad or upset about the journey that you have had really devalues your life experience. Yes, of course, there were better choices to be made. But the choices that you made brought you right here, right now to the person that you are. And now you can be a good mentor, advisor, coach to others to live better, make better choices and to yourself so that the second act, the, the life that is before you can be better so fomo um, has no place here we that's have to interesting. that yeah
0: and it really sounds you know you were saying before you know i am grateful for all my experiences mm-hmm. that led up to the, this moment and yeah. we can only have been you know the best person we could have in all of those moments leading up to where we are mm-hmm. and maybe it wasn't right maybe we didn't see it maybe we did miss out but It was, you know, we are only who we are at this moment and grateful to have had experiences to move to the next moment, the moment. Yeah, Yeah. so what is number three?
1: Number three, you are the silver lining. We've all heard the saying that every cloud has a silver lining with the thought that the cloud is something negative, a challenge, right? But what if I told you that instead of it being something bad, that it was an opportunity for you to grow, to be better, to learn something you've never learned, to meet a person you've never met, to really become the person that you always wanted to be. And so instead of thinking of this cloud hanging over you, you're the silver lining around that opportunity. And it is there just for you to expand, and to grow. Now, I know that is a challenging idea because some of the things that happen to us are just horrible. They really are. Like when I was diagnosed with stage four endometriosis Mm -hmm. and those doctors brought those release forms and said, we don't know what's going to happen here. Mm -hmm. So you might want to make some arrangements. I didn't see that as opportunity and I did not feel like Mm -hmm. the silver lining, just being Mm -hmm. honest. But looking back on it, it forced a change in the way that I live, in the way that I interact with my family, my friends, and my workload. So instead of running literally four different companies at the same time, I'm down to two. And every evening there is time to spend with my family and to enjoy my life. There was a time that that was not even possible.
0: Yeah, you know, you're what you're saying is there are, there are lessons that and opportunities that we can learn through everything we go through in our life. It may it may seem not fair, it may be painful. But you know, we have to ask ourselves what is the lesson? And who am I and who do I want to be? And, and what is in, what do I value in my life? It sounds like your family got, a great deal out of that lesson, and you too.
1: yes, absolutely, and so did my clients mm. because I was no longer stretched so thin
0: mm-hmm. that
1: I didn't have the the time or the wherewithal to serve them with the level of excellence that I know I was capable of. but I yeah. do now.
0: Great, well. All right. What is number four? I'm on the edge of my seat. Well, talking about service, serving with
1: excellence, Mm
0: -hmm. serving with
1: purpose. Every opportunity that is brought to us, even though it sounds great and it probably is, is not for us, not right now. And sometimes it might not be ever. But it doesn't mean that you're a bad person to say no. And I know for me, it took a long time, Jody, for me to really understand that if I didn't do it, that it's okay. It'll get done. The world was formed without me. It will be here long after I'm gone. (laughs) It it, is the earth is a is a old lady.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: And she still looks good.
0: Uh no, she looks great. You know? she knows, and, yeah, she knows what to keep and what to let go of. and
1: yes, and, and yeah and, and and you know we we do things so well. Mm. I'm sure, Jody, you have people coming to you all the time because you have this podcast, you've got this great voice. Oh, they always oh, you really you. do. Thank they you. probably always want you to come and speak. They want you to serve and do workshops. They want you out there. But is that necessarily lined up? With who you are, what you do, mm-hmm. and how you serve, mm-hmm. and it's it's not always going to be a yes, and it's okay to say no. It's absolutely imperative that you say,
0: no. <laughs> right? You know, we only have so much time. Yeah. We only have, you know, so many moments in our day, and really in our life, and we yes. don't know about that and we have to decide again what's more important and is it is it are the is it the commitments we made to our families the commitments we made to ourselves for health and well-being um and it's that's just the way we have to do it and that's the way we're going to live sanely with our goals and intentions
1: yes that's exactly right Yeah. Which leads to the last one, which is living your life with flow Mm. and in awe. Mm. Yes. And that requires us to use our intuitive intelligence. And that is our combined intelligence. So intellectual, emotional, spiritual, aggregate. And then the step beyond that, where we trust ourselves implicitly, no matter what is in front of us, that we are making the right decision for the highest good of all involved. And sometimes that is going to require us to tap into skills, gifts, and talents that we had not previously. And that might be a little taboo, but that's okay. That is part of accepting ourselves wholly and completely.
0: Hmm. Okay, I'm I'm taking that in. I'm breathing <laughs> number 5 in, flowing intelligence. Let let the skills and gifts come forward. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And and it it it's nice to allow those things to be seen by others and yes. to ourselves to say I got this handled. I trust myself. And if things don't go the way I planned then I still trust myself because I've made it to this step in my life. That's part of my life. I can fix it yes. or again, flow with it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yes. Flow with it.
0: Yeah, definitely flow with it. That's great. Ah, well, thank you so much for sharing these. Um, I love these five, um, you know, five just concepts of the way to live, the way to, uh, to just live reasonably, sensibly, sensibly, and to go beyond. Again, be- beyond happy, because happy is an outside thing, and and people always say we want to make you happy, but it really does, it really does mean you have to have a strong relationship with your inner self to know yes. what that is. Yes. Yeah. Now, Lenita, how can people get a hold of you and a hold of your book?
1: So the best way is my website, and it is my name, lenitamitchellblackwell.com. And you can purchase my book, sign up for my email list, connect via social, and just enjoy one another, getting to know one another. So my website, all trains lead there. (laughs)
0: I like that. Great. Well, it has been a pleasure having you on your spectacular life, Lenita, And I am invigorated and inspired by this conversation. And I, I recommend to all our listeners to really dig deep and get the book and think about how you can really shift your life into joy. Thank you, That's Judy. Great. I
1: appreciate you.
0: Oh yeah, I really, I really. Um, ah, I think it's so important that people live a positive, you know, joyous life and make decisions that are good for them. So um, you take care. Keep making those good decisions. Writing those books for us, and um, you take care of yourself. Okay. Thank you. Great. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com dot com